All right, this is day two of our coverage on Better Call Saul, and today we're going to focus on Howard Hamlin. I have to say, Howard Hamlin is one of those characters who really grew on me this season, but that is completely no surprise. All of us were being manipulated by Vince Gilligan in creating this character. Uh, originally a rich kid, and then becoming much more of a sympathetic character, and being completely played by both Saul and Kim. Howard was ultimately just a guy doing his job, maybe not super relatable as a rich kid, but at the end of the day, he didn't deserve what he got. So needless to say, everything we're going to go into is massive, massive spoilers. I think probably in my mind, maybe the top two or three biggest spoilers in the entire season. So if you haven't caught up on Better Call Saul, pause what you're doing and catch up. I'll still be here when you get back. But otherwise, let's play the clip. Uh, this is for you. You earned it. You won. Won? Uh, what did I win? I get it. Of course, you, you both have to play it this way. You're both so very good at it. It's late, Howard. Do you want to tell us what this is about? I was wondering that, too. What it's all about. I mean... What do you tell yourselves? What justification makes it okay? Howard's such an asshole, and he deserves it? We're good. So? What is it? I sided with Chuck too often. I took away your office, put you in doc review. All of the above. Howard's daddy helped him get to the top, but you both had to struggle. Howie has so much, and we have so little. Let's take him down a peg or two. What allows you to do this to me? Because this isn't just a prank. No. This goes beyond throwing bowling balls on my car. This took planning, coordination. I mean, how many weeks? Or, or, or was it months? It couldn't have been easy. So tell me, why? Why go through this elaborate plot just to burn me to the ground? Burn you to the ground? <laughs> Howard, come on. You, you'll be fine. You always land on your feet. Oh, yeah, sure. The Sandpiper Settlement, HHM share, will be substantial, absolutely. Even though I humiliated myself, and my clients and peers will whisper that Howard Hamlin's a drug addict, you're right. I've worked my way through worse. Debt, depression, my marriage falling apart. Oh, yeah. Been sleeping in the guest house for the better part of a year. Uh, just one more thing that old Howard has to work through. But yes, I will land on my feet. I will be okay. But you? Far from it. You too. You two are soulless. Jimmy, you can't help yourself. Chuck knew it. You were born that way, but you, one of the smartest and most promising human beings I've ever known, and this is the life you choose. All right, you're too tight to drive. I'm calling oh, you. Oh, good, phony compassion. Go. No, I'm very, very believable, but I'm far from done. Oh, no, 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 you are done. Howard, sorry, but you need to stop this now and you need to go home. You're perfect for each other. You have a piece missing. I thought you did it for the money, but now it's, 
it's so clear. Screw the money. You did it for fun. You get off on it. You're, you're like Leopold and Loeb, two sociopaths. All right, that's enough. Oh, you know it's true. You just have the guts to admit it. Great. Now you need to go. I'm going to make it clear to everyone because I'm going to dedicate my life to making sure that everybody knows the truth. Believe it. One of the ways I've been enjoying media recently is just getting into the broader metaverse around critical analysis around some of this stuff. And video essays on YouTube have been a really good way to do that. So here's one I found on Howard Hamlin, which I quite agreed with, even if the delivery was a little bit monotone, but it was just a good video essay in general. This video will contain spoilers for Better Call Saul through Season 6, Episode 7, and the entire Breaking Bad universe. If you're not caught up, then this video won't be for you. Were collar bars ever really popular? They are instantly recognizable, but I can't remember a time when they were something that everyone had. I do remember knit ties having a time in the couple of years I had to wear one for school, but even the fanciest of the second graders didn't wear the bar. Hey guys, Pete here. Today, I want to talk about Howard Hamlin a great character who was brought to life through a wonderful performance by Patrick Fabian. Howard isn't the type of guy that I find terribly relatable, but the type of character I can really appreciate. He met a tragic end that he definitely didn't deserve, and in a world where most characters take the dark path, he was one that went the other way. Howard's been around since the beginning, but was somehow never the center of attention. We mostly saw the image he projected to the world, which was a big part of his job and something he was very good at, and it wasn't until season 6 that we saw some of the things that he kept hidden. He became a more complete character when we learned about his personal struggles. We had been seeing him dealing with the fallout of Chuck's death, but that mostly felt like it was to emphasize the fact that Jimmy wasn't doing the same. A couple of short scenes at the therapist's office and at home with his wife went a long way to humanize him and added sincerity to things like the job offer. Early on, he was just an obstacle that was in Jimmy's way, something he had to overcome. A rich prick whose daddy gave him his job, and whose most notable qualities were that he had a winning smile and wore the right suits. One of my favorite confrontations happened way back in the first season after Chuck tells Jimmy that Howard doesn't think he should use his own last name for his law practice. Jimmy fights back, which we understand because it seems absurd, and his plan involves copying Howard's look, as if to say, look how easy it is to be you. It's a perfectly crafted situation where you certainly root for Jimmy, who's the underdog, even if you don't quite understand what he's trying to do, because Howard's actions seem irrational and petty. Later, you find out that Chuck was the driving force behind most of it. But even then, what does it say about this guy if he just goes along with his partner's crazy schemes against his own brother? His connection to Chuck shapes our feelings about Howard because most of the time he's reacting to things that his mentor does. One neat little trick the writers did was to have both people who are most affected by him enable Chuck in different ways based on what they need from him. And we will come back to this in a little bit. 
In his final episode, there's an amazing scene where Howard encounters one of his new hires at HHM. This guy is tasked with restocking the refrigerator in the conference room and gets startled by his boss dropping some of the cans onto the floor. In just a few lines of dialogue, this scene reminds us of who Howard was and how he's changed over the course of the six seasons we've spent with him. The new employee, Carrie, is making an obvious mistake. And when Howard points it out, you recognize the potential for him to talk down to this guy in the process of reprimanding him. This is an important day for the firm, and Howard was there early giving the room a final check to make sure everything goes according to plan. Everyone who's ever been the carry in this situation recognizes that if you were chewed out by your boss here, it wouldn't feel out of the ordinary. Chalk it up to his nerves or your bonehead move and try to do better next time. That's not even taking into consideration the stress we know he's under with Kim and Jimmy plotting against him on top of his troubles at home with his wife. What's fascinating is that Howard reacts in a way that almost feels out of character. He just calmly shows Carrie a simple solution to his problem. Spin the can on the table to use centrifugal force to dissipate the bubbles and boom, no exploding soda. There are a couple of things that come to mind here. One is that he doesn't have such an elegant solution for his own problems. And two is that he learned this one from Chuck. It's a big surprise when Carrie doesn't recognize the M from HHM from the painting. And probably one of Howard's best moments happens when he starts talking about him. He refers to Chuck as the greatest legal mind he ever knew. When Carey responds that he hopes someone says the same about him someday, he pauses briefly before saying, well, maybe there are more important things. And this one exchange evokes Howard's entire journey in this story. It also makes you think about his legacy considering that Chuck is already being forgotten. It's the kind of moment that starts to make you worry about a character's future. And I really like that they opened this scene with him moving the chair away from the table. You find out later that this is so he can bring Irene in in a wheelchair that she doesn't need to make his side look more sympathetic in the mediation. It's almost like the kind of things they've been doing with Howard's character for the last couple of seasons. And you can't miss the fact that this looks like something Jimmy might do. And it also brings to mind when he was working with Chuck to convince Mesa Verde to leave Kim and stay with them. He is a character that's worked to improve himself, but we see that he has his flaws like the rest of us. This makes what happens to him all the more difficult to watch. Against Kim and Jimmy's plan, the power dynamics shift, and that makes him a lot more complicated and compelling. And how else would those actually shift if it wasn't about them running a scam? It's the one arena where he can't compete, and one where Kim thinks she can get what she wants, knowing Howard will bounce back like he always does. Because they were so sure, we know something had to go wrong. It didn't seem possible for him to protect his legacy, and because this is the world where Breaking Bad takes place, you have to fear for his life. You can't dispute that Howard changed and improved himself when his back was against the wall. The changes that he's made also work against him. In the past, he had a connection with Jimmy because they had the loss of Chuck in common. Jimmy lost a brother and Howard a mentor, friend, and business partner. 
Hamlin dealt with his grief and came out the other side while Jimmy didn't do anything. So by the end of season five, when all of Jimmy's feelings came out in a meltdown at the courthouse, Howard can pretty much wash his hands of the situation. He tried to take the high road and offer him a job. At this point, what more can he really do? He was on the receiving end of a similar meltdown from Kim as well when he inadvertently pushed her buttons when he tried to bring up Jimmy's erratic behavior. In the final season, he was in a different place when they started to come after him, and there was nothing stopping him from fighting back. The fact that he was outmatched and then also really unfortunate in his timing set up his tragic ending that is also much more than that in relation to the story. I suppose when a character like this is removed from the board, I ask myself if it seemed like it mattered, and in this case, was it fitting, since he obviously didn't deserve what happened to him. It was shocking, but it didn't feel like it happened to produce a cheap shock, so for me, it's a yes to both questions. It mattered because Howard was a complicated character that I felt something about as he lost his life. It was fitting because he had been there to contrast Jimmy's transformation and died because of the same decisions that sealed his fate to become Saul Goodman completely. In some ways, he was the last connection to the Jimmy McGill story, and cutting that has a lasting effect on the few remaining survivors. It also clears the way for them to move on to the next phase of the story, where the two shows come together and the line between them is blurred. Nacho's death was tragic, but he got to go out on his own terms for something he believed was worth dying for. Howard's death is tragic because he really would have been okay if Lalu hadn't shown up at the apartment. What Kim and Jimmy did was cruel and unnecessary, but even after he said his piece about what was wrong with that and with them as human beings, he acknowledged that he would bounce back. Everyone present knew that to be true and that the plan was designed to come out that way. Because he'll never be able to do that, this outcome will haunt Jimmy and Kim from here on out. And it's not all bad, because he did go out with a hell of a monologue, which is a lot more than some of the characters in this universe can say. He got to ask the questions the audience had been thinking about, and he got to make his case against Jimmy and Kim. From there, we get to sort out how we feel about it, and for me, I just love that it's all so complicated. As I mentioned, I never found Howard that relatable, so I wasn't as sucked into his sympathetic turn as some fans, but the way things played out felt absolutely tragic. I don't know that you could say he was innocent, but you could argue that he was the last moral man standing. When you take that away, it changes the world that's left for everyone else to inhabit. I really enjoyed the performance throughout, and the final monologue was the perfect way to send off the character, and I couldn't help but feel real despair when Lalo entered that room. The flickering candle brought up a feeling that I didn't realize I was harboring. I think he was mostly correct in his assessment of their motivations, and it was satisfying to see him lay all of that out. Although I think Lalo was the only person in the room that registers on the sociopath scale. That's not to say that Kim and or Jimmy might not join him before it's all said and done, but their plan against Howard doesn't get them there for me. By his own admission, he's lived through worse. His dying in spite of that might make it hit harder than Nacho's end. In his case, even he recognized it had to happen, where with Howard, it just didn't. In both cases, they're wonderful characters that didn't necessarily start out that way. 
Howard's last episode revealed him to be much more complicated than he seemed. His death serves the plot, but his character leaves the impression, and he'll turn out to be a measure of how we see Jimmy and Kim at the end of the series. So R.I.P. Howard Hamlin. Sad to see you go. I think the fact that he'll be remembered as a drug addict who disappeared or killed himself is the worst part of it all. He couldn't protect his reputation or legacy any more than Chuck could. And that is pretty rough. Everyone dies. No one deserves to have it happen this way. And then to have the good overshadowed and forgotten for essentially nothing. At the end of the day, you can like him or hate him, but you can't ignore the injustice in his ending. He could be the most sympathetic character for you. They certainly led us in that direction. Maybe you're just like him, or your dad was like him, or you're just in the collar bars. It doesn't really matter because as far as I'm concerned, it's everything else that makes Howard so memorable and why his ending hits so hard. This is a show where it feels like the creators and writers put a lot of emphasis on the choices characters make and the consequences that come from those intended or not. The choices the writers made in developing Howard Hamlin made all the difference. And that seems like a good place to leave things. It's really hard to trace things forward in time, but when you look back, this death was the beginning of the end for Kim and Jimmy, and it's really tragic, it's really unexpected, it's really violent, but that's the consequences that you get in the Vince Gilligan universe. You don't get to make scams and get away scot-free. You actually harm the people that you care about. So in a weird way, Howard Hamlin taught Jimmy his final lesson.